No one ever knows what evil lurks in the shadows, what makes its home in the void. A lone group of heroes band together to become the light in that darkness, to face the oncoming storm. I'm Drew, and I'm the Dungeon Master. I'm Jordan, and I'm playing the half-elf sorcerer, Theranor. I'm Donnie, and I'll be playing gnomish rogue, Lemmy. I'm Juju, playing a wood elf cleric named Aoife. And I'm Thomas, playing a changeling ranger named Pock. Welcome to Crit Storm. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another exciting episode of Crit Storm Cast, where we last left our players. They went off to the Blue Chapel in search of Father Pegasus, where the Diamond Ravens had already led them to believe that something might be afoot. Upon arriving at the Blue Chapel, things were in dismay and lots of destruction had happened and a few undead creatures were there. Going down into the crypts, however, they soon found Father Pegasus a little worse for wear. And everyone's there with a collapsed Father Pegasus fainting as he tried to attack you, thinking that you were possibly the cultists or maybe even some of the undead. Correction, he did attack. He hurt my arm. <laughs> yeah. Successfully. For his own good. It's a flesh wound. I want to... It is a flesh wound. His, <laughs> I want to rifle through his pockets and see what he's got. Okay. Wait, uh, he might have some smelling salts or something so we can revive him. All right, so he has his uh, mace. With my blood on it. Yes, <laughs> yes, he has uh, He has mace with your blood on it. Um, he has his, his uh, priest robes. He has a uh, religious uh, symbol of uh, Lord Biat and uh, Lady Grain. <laughs> and really, that's all about it. Like, almost everything that would be, you know, possibly assuming that a priest would have, you know, is there. Uh, nothing this is, is why really I'm of not note. A priest. <laughs> nothing really of worthy of note is, is on him. Like, there's no money. There's no, you know, technically like a magical artifact, I guess, like his holy symbols uh, could be, but not for someone like Lemmy. Should we tie him up before we wake him up, just in case he flips out again? No, we'll just... Let's just take his mace away. I mean, he did apologize. Did he? Yeah, before passing out. So, wait. Am I remembering this wrong? He smacked my arm for, like, six damage. We opened a door. And then he's like, oh, sorry, and then fainted? Essentially. I mean, we opened the door, <laughs> he jumped out at you to hit you because he thought you were a cultist. And then after realizing we weren't, he kind of passed out. I don't remember an apology. <laughs> <laughs> Play back the tape. <laughs> Looks like everything's good here. How about we report back to the Diamond Ravens and get our next uh, job? What are you talking about? We don't know anything. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> Should we take him back to uh, the Ogre's Eye? Um, I was thinking like a the sanctuary first. There's still something going on here. Have we, I can't recall. Have we explored everything in the chapel? I yet? don't think so. There, I mean, you could you could go down and uh, check it out. I mean, obviously there is something there. That's, you know, where he was beforehand. You guys also might remember that when you were approaching the chapel, there was a chapel and there seemed to be like a little cottage off to the side. Oh. Yeah, I think we should wake him up and talk to him before we just like leave him here and go to traveling. I'd like to ride him down the stairs like a sled. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. I'm going to put my mace away and take his mace. Okay. Ooh, double mace in it. Is that a one-handed weapon? 
Yeah. A mace? Yeah. Yeah. Maces, yeah. Oh, that'd be awesome. Do a wield a mace. Then you wouldn't get your shield uh, AC yeah. bonus. I don't need a shield. <laughs> Not when I got two maces. <laughs> the best defense is a good offense. <laughs> uh, should All we right, like... So you, you relieve him of his weapons? Should we like pour some water on his face? Like, how do you wake him up? I know there's a bucket of water like in the room behind us. <laughs> we can go dunk him. Are we sure those were water or poison? I can't recall. <laughs> well, we'll find out. Oh my god. Give him the full-on uh, Princess Bride treatment. Yeah, no, it, it was water. There's like water and salt and stuff in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, stuff in the room that was like off to the left-hand side is, gosh, how would you say, uh, for like preserving bodies. <clears throat> embalming. So there was there was like embalming fluid, there was salt, there was some water. Yeah. Yeah, we could splash him. All right, someone go get some water. Anyone? I'll go get some. <laughs> All right. You guys get some water. Now, are you are you just, like, dribbling on his face? Are you just going to, like, chuck it at him? <laughs> just chuck it at him. Okay. So he, you know, takes the water to the face, and he kind of abruptly is like, <coughs> Who are you? We don't have a name. <laughs> we have not come up with one. <laughs> We go by so many that we have none. <laughs> Father, we have been searching this whole chapel for you. What are you doing down here? And also, um, look what you did to my arm. He he tries to squint at your arm, and you can notice that his eyes are, like, incredibly bloodshot. And he just says, oh, forgive me, child. That, uh, my, my apologies. I, I have been locked down here for days. The... These men, these vile men, uh, came, overthrew the chapel, overpowered me, locked me down here. Who, who knows what they are doing out there? I, I fear evil things. Let me reaches into his pouch to get him some food, and then remembers that he needs to save that for any rats that we come across. So <laughs> he nonchalantly takes his hand back out of his bag. What, what can you tell us about these men? They d- destroyed the. The sanctuary. They tore it apart. They they desperately tried getting into the sacristy. And when I would not help them, they they threw me down here into the crypt, barred my exit, left me with what? vile creatures down here. What would they want here? I fear I do not know. They mentioned plans of regrouping, gathering. Did they say anything about Ossibus? He kind of stares at you and he says, that is a word that I heard. How do you know it? Ah, I hear things. My friend Theranor is becoming quite the, uh, the Ossibusian scholar. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> but they left so much valuable stuff up there. You have no idea what they were actually here for? I'm not entirely sure what they were trying to get. If it was part of the sacristy, there could be items in there that would be of great value to anyone who was maybe trying to gain life over death, but... They could not get inside. Theranor perks up at that a little bit. Yeah. Um, and just as a... The, so the, the room in the back of the, the upstairs of the chapel, that was the sacristy, right? That is the sacristy. Okay. And Drew, I can't recall, did they... Was there any indication that they did get in? Because I know we got in there. They did, not, the, they did not get inside. Okay. We're just better at opening doors. I don't know how to word this, Drew, but I want to ask him about this possible connection we were feeling with the statues and stuff upstairs. I mean, so you mentioned like the different shrines or right. So he kind of, you know, 
looks in, looks at you, kind of perks up slightly, and he says, "The church itself is a dedication to Lady Grain and Lord Biage, uh, but you also have the many shrines to the different saints. The saints call to many in in this world of different paths. Wh- which one which one drew drew your attention?" And I'd explain to him the one that that kind of connected to me, but I was actually more interested in this connection that seems to I don't know if it exists or not between Aoife and and Igraine. So he'll look back to Aoife, still embarrassed, and <laughs> and he and he'll kind of like longingly check your features and look over you, and he just like smiles and he says, "You are not of the the city or the towns." You are of the forest. True. And he just kind of nods and he says, Lady Grain knows those who have love for that of nature in their hearts. All the cool kids are from the forest. <laughs> <laughs> I think everyone is except for Theranor. Except for Theranor. <laughs> Theranor, yeah, he's the odd man out. And he's from like the super magically advanced society too so it's like the polar opposite it's just hanging with these yokels for <laughs> who knows what reason are we going camping yes i rented a motel eight <laughs> for somebody with a connection like that how would lady grain feel about her items being used if they were possibly put to use in a justifiable and respectable way the items that are here in the church are meant for holy reasons. Depending on the nature of who would even try to attempt to use them, the weapons, the items, they possibly wouldn't even work if one's heart was not true. Well, I don't know many truer than Aoife. Well, that but- sounds like <laughs> sounds like he's given us the go-ahead to use that spear <laughs> in mean- the service of the Diamond Ravens. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't. I don't serve this goddess, though. I, I serve a, a different goddess. So, uh, well, Lady Grain is. She is not partial to anyone specifically to her. It is merely the matter of the courses of their actions. Okay. Well, we'll think about it. <laughs> In the meantime, you can have your mace back here. He'll take it and he'll kind of uh, struggle to get himself up onto his feet. What's down these stairs behind you, eh? So uh, underneath here is, and he'll he'll uh, he'll take you and show you. Following the stairs down, you find like a lower level, and there is a statue of kind of a kind of a, a weeping man in robes, and he addresses the statue with kind of a bow in some sense, and he says, "This is the caretaker for lost souls. The crypt is really, you know, his world." but it was my only place that I could hide. How did these um, ghouls that we've been fighting come to be? I am not certain how they came here. There were individuals buried here in this crypt. There is a possibility that certain dark magic was used to raise the dead and possibly corrupt them. These guys are ill-prepared. They can raise the dead, but they can't open a locked door. (laughs) Everyone has their skills, Donnie. (laughs) (laughs) They're obviously lacking a rogue in their party. <laughs> can we uh, can we go up to the... Uh, I can never remember the darn name, the sac or whatever. The um, sacristy? Sacristy, thank you. I want to say sacrosanct, and that's not a room. Uh, the sacristy. Uh, can we go in there and attempt to see if... Uh, one, if anything was taken, we don't think they got in. But more importantly, I mean, we already looked around, and we don't know... I mean, we didn't see anything that looked like we should take. 
Yeah. Um, so I'm curious if we should if take like take something away for protective reasons, so it's not here, so they don't keep coming back. Yeah, he he can he can uh, he can take you in there. So as you are going back up the stairs, you're passing the dead ghouls that you left on the ground, and uh, of course the two corpses of uh, of the cultists that were also on the ground as well. So going back upstairs and to the sacristy, the door is shut, and you know Father Pegasus walks up to it, says like a small prayer. His hands glow a little bit, and then he touches the doors, and then they just. Almost like a breeze. A soft breeze is just like pushing them open. How did we get in there last time? Did I think you picked uh, the lock or it was a strength the, check. Okay. Yeah, like you really, really picked the lock. <laughs> Tickled it. Yeah, a little bit. So inside the sacristy, he starts to, uh, you know, look around, make sure that things are still there. If anything is uh, disturbed, he doesn't seem to be, you know, concerned too much. He, he walks over to the tabernacle uh, that is there. And, you know, he walks over and he says, like, Hail Lord Beacht, Warden of Life, and Hail Lady Gran, Guide of Our Thoughts. And, you know, it kind of glows and clicks, and he's able to open it. And he looks inside and he says, We are all right. Everything, everything is still here. True, you really keep, keep like, sprinting through that name. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> It gets shorter and shorter every time you say it. Yep, it's crazy. Yes, it does, man. That's that's amazing. I already had to change it once. You can do it how I say it now. <laughs> okay. Um, Theron would like to go in there and take a peek in uh, to see what well what he was looking at that's safe. Right. So you you see that within the tabernacle it contains seven holy symbols. There are three of which are representing the flowering plant of Lord Beacht, and in different styles. One is of uh, Lord Beacht's sheaf of grain and scythe. One is of Lady Grand's glowing book, and the other two are of Lady Grand's lantern. And it also contains two bottles with a bluish glass. He addresses that they are filled with holy water. There are several uh, pieces of uh, sweet-smelling incense, a glittering chalice inlaid with green stones, and then there is a, a uh, reliquary that is shaped like a stylized tree. And he kind of picks up the reliquary and he, you know, he addresses it all along with like a hymnal book. And he says like, I'm, I'm so glad that these are still here. If these were gone, things would probably, you know, be very, very worse for wear. How so? He said, well, if anyone were to take the reliquary and the hymnal and they could possibly undo the the consecration of the graveyard, the holy ground that is here on the church, if it were to be tainted, things could go awry. Do you think it's worth us moving those items so that they don't come back for them, so they might not know where they're at? It is possible, but it did not seem that they were able to acquire them. However, much time has passed, and I fear that if, if anything could happen for them to taint the land, even without these items, which would make it a lot easier. I, I fear what goes beyond those doors and out back. I don't know if you've noticed this, but from what I've seen since I've been here, this land has been pretty tainted for a while. And he kind of nods and he says, it has been some time since, you know, the land surrounding Talcure has, you know, seen such favorable, you know, sunlight and good weather, but it is still home. Did you happen to hear 
them, you know, give any indication as to where they were going next. He starts to ponder and think to himself and noticing that, you know, there is the dead ghouls down in the crypt. There were some of the undead that were laying on the floor inside of the chapel itself. And then he remembers them saying that they were going to recruit or like regroup. He's almost certain that they're trying to like raise the dead out in the graveyard. Now, I have a uh, an odd question for you, Father Pegasin, and uh, don't think too much about it, but have you ever hired anyone to, like, protect the church? He kind of shakes his head, and he says, no, no one protects the church but myself, and I have for quite some time now. This is my home. Okay, so you, you've never heard of, like, a group called the Diamond Ravens at all? He kind of leers at you, and he says, like, I know of the Ravens. I have for, again, most of my life. Why? What do you think of them? We, we've just been hearing a lot about them lately. <laughs> we, when we're kind of new around here. We don't know exactly who they are, why they are, what they're doing in Telkir. So he informs you of like, what he knows of them over the past you know, couple of you know, decades of his life, where they are thieves, scoundrels in some senses. However, there has been some good you know, done by their organization. Maybe someone who was infringing upon the rights of the citizens of Talcure. There could have been different times where, you know, maybe someone just needed to get gone. <laughs> Interesting like to hear priest. the priest He's pretty flexible. <laughs> <laughs> and he kind of he shakes his head and he says, like, not that, uh, not that I entirely agree with some methods, but the results are satisfactory. The ends justify the means. Ugh. In most cases. How incredibly not clerical of him. Aoife <laughs> said ugh out loud when he said that. And he, he kind of kind of smiles at you and he says, I, I understand. But when you've lived as long as I have and you've seen what, you know, various things that I've seen, sometimes the ideas of different methods and different manners from what we are not used to might seem right at the time. Lemmy claps him on the back and hands him some beef jerky. <laughs> you have earned your rat food. <laughs> yeah. He he looks at it and he says like, thank you. Thank you, my my friend. And he kind of sniffs it a little. He'll take a bite, little bite and he he's like, mmm, salty. And then he puts he puts the rest into his little pocket. Thank you. It so, came from the ghouls. <laughs> it came from the ghouls. <laughs> we dried it out. <laughs> so he, he informs you that if they are going to be raising the dead, you know, throughout the graveyard out back, the ground needs to be uh, reconsecrated. And the only way that that is going to happen is someone who is of good alignment, either, you know, he, he kind of, you know, raises a hand to his chest and he says, either uh, a cleric myself, and he, you know, also offers a hand to you, Aoife, and he says, or you, or possibly if you could find someone of a... Uh, a holy order, a paladin, maybe. Uh, they would be able to use these sacred items and reconsecrate the ground. Uh, they would pray to Lord Biot or uh, Lady Grand. <laughs> Stop it! I can't do it anymore. <laughs> uh, Lord Biot. That sounds really time-consuming. We could just burn all the bodies. I mean, nothing to raise, right? He's concerned that one burning all the bodies that were already in the ground would not only disturb the rest of those who are there already but if people have already been you know brought back then they definitely need to be 
dealt with, in a sense. The area needs to be repurified. Like, this is a holy site, and he feels that maybe as the time is passing, this may, may uh, not be the case for, for very much longer. Hmm. All right, let's get consecrated. I think Aoife is a good choice for this. I mean, who consecrated it before? We're working hard to heal this land. It's kind of become a goal of ours, and I think Aoife having a chance to do that personally might might be important. Well, would definitely be her choice. Yes. This is just Pac talking to her, like, or talking to everybody like it. This is why I think it would be best for her to do it. Okay. Any response? Uh, <laughs> response to that, Eva? <laughs> I think I would. I would have to spend some time uh, in meditation with my goddess and figure out what her will is. Uh, I, I, I just don't feel comfortable with these other two gods and goddesses because um, I, I just don't. I don't know them. Okay. Can't we just have Pegasus do it? Yeah, I would feel. I would feel. I mean, I'll be there for some support. But I would feel a lot better if you did it, Father. He he just nods to you. He says, "Like, of course. I mean, this is a this is uh this is my home. This is my duty." How long does this ritual take? He says, "Not long. It should be able to be done in maybe about thirty seconds, like of like full concentrate concentration." All right. Well, maybe we should um, offer to protect the area while he's doing it. Yeah. Okay. Um, Father Peg, uh, can you uh, excuse us for a second? I I think we need to have a little group chat. And he he kind of says like, oh yes, of, of course, of course. So he he walks over and he'll you know he'll rest the stuff on the table and he'll he'll leave the room, shuts the door. We loot all the things and run out the door. <laughs> yeah, that chalice is sounding pretty good. Uh, guys, leave the stuff alone. <laughs> Jeez. Um. So the diamond ravens, though, like. Were they hired to help the priests of Asibus raid this place? Not raid, just keep people away. Yeah, they were hired to keep the road clear. They're they're a disinterested mercenary party in this case. Okay. I just I just don't know, you know, if what their role in this is, if they're helping. The way the, the, way the priests spoke to them, they're not a, an evil group, and I think should we decide to pursue dealings with them more maybe we can work to align their goals better with good than change them from the inside yeah okay i would say misguided is their current their current situation oh okay and we can guide them to a better path exactly yes i like this (laughs) (laughs) Uh, gross (laughs) okay so the cemetery is right outside the cemetery is, uh, yeah, it's uh, outside the door. Are there, like, trees or anything out there? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's a mountainous area, but there's still trees. Remember, as you were approaching the chapel, it was kind of, you know, slightly overgrown, some, you know, Victorian, you know, style moss creeping up the, <laughs> creeping up the, uh, the side of the chapel. Yeah. Oh, and when we get Pegasus back, can we ask him, I'm assuming the cottage is just his, where he lives, but would probably yes, be good to the, find uh, out. the cottage, that's a, that's a respectable you know, assumption. Okay. Right. Let me just gonna like go outside and just uh, like take up a hidden position with his short bow. Okay. So you're gonna go go out this door. Yeah. Right. All right. So Lemmy goes outside. And that is a pretty good stealth roll. Okay. That's seventeen plus five. That's twenty-two. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna say that you can definitely go outside and find a place to uh 
Yeah, I'll try to, to find yourself. a like, sniping position as well, doing the same thing. Oh, that's not good for stealthing. <laughs> An eight for stealth. <laughs> but I do want to see if I can find a good place to, to sit as well. Uh, 16 for perception. So I'll get to those rolls. I just want to make sure what everyone else is doing. Well, is anybody oh. going to let Pegasus know that we're going outside? Yeah, I was yeah, going to get him. Yeah. I'll get him and we'll, we'll go outside together. Aoife, as you are heading back into the uh, middle of the chapel, all, as you're opening the door, you hear this loud, angry voice that says, that just, you know, screams and almost echoes throughout everything that's inside. You will not stand in our way, priest! And you just see this blinding, searing light and Father Pegasus' body fly up and then land on this platform. Like li- like lands limp, or is he like lands, landing? Like lands limp. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh! And you see this hooded figure kind of notice you, smile, and then turns around to leave. Uh, guys, turn around, back. Uh, it's in here. Stuff happening. I'm gonna run in. So, Father Pickerson's body, very limp, almost like searing like you know blisters on his body some blood dribbling down his uh his mouth theranor you being in here and, ch- and checking out like father pickerson's body you yourself cannot necessarily do it, but you do recognize the effects of an eldritch blast oh that man was a warlock where's lemmy at he went outside oh. um can we i didn't i didn't i didn't dead? like you know make yours invisible because y- i think you were about to go outside but maybe you i i assumed you probably heard Eva's cries yeah. um, before i walk out there i'll call out to lemmy through the door lemmy get in here is uh pegasus alive i mean he is he's like barely barely breathing and he just kind of looks up and he you know of course the first person he's seeing is Eva, and you know he smiles and he says they they must be Stopped. He says, you, you want to do some clarity you are, things. Aoife. You are of you're of the the pure purest of heart. Like just like Grian. Oh, okay. Just just hold on a second. Just hang in there. Lemmy races back inside and gets his beef jerky back out of this guy's pocket. <laughs> <laughs> um, we one of us. Uh, <laughs> Oh One of us God. is actually carrying some healing potions, so uh, can we try to administer one of those healing potions on him? I'm sure, yeah, that you can You can try to, like, force it down his throat, I guess. Yeah, I'm going to do that. The All healer's right. not using her healing again. <laughs> I think it's, like, a basic healing potion. Okay, so pouring it kind of down his throat, and he almost, like, chokes on trying to drink it. <laughs> Drown him with a healing potion. <laughs> <laughs> He, his labored breathing calms down a bit, and he just kind of lays there, and he he just looks up at you, you know, still appearing incredibly weak, and he just says, they must be stopped. The, the tabernacle, the reliquary. Oh, yeah, um, okay, you know what, this place isn't safe anymore, let's just, let's just take all the stuff, uh, and take you, and let's, let's get you back to, um, our, our tavern, um, where you can rest and heal and we we actually have a really great bodyguard and so um yeah let, let, let's get you out of here so he's kind of he's kind of shaking his head and he says i cannot leave the chapel why I'm gonna gather up the items okay why not you can, you can go grab the items and he just he just looks at you and he tells you he's like this is my home i cannot leave the chapel this is this is my place 
I mean, it's like a mess <laughs> and it keeps getting broken into. Like, it's not safe here. He says, but we can stop them. If we if we stop oh. them, all will be right. Home is where the heart is. <laughs> okay. We don't have to stop oh. them from here, though. I was born here. You're going to die here. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, um, maybe we should take the relics just for now and go after... Do you know who who shot you with with that magic? Like what? And he just he just kind of like shakes his head, coughs a bit, and he says like it was one it was one of the cultists. Oh gosh! He just kind of you know trails off with his voice, and he's like his eyes. Those were not his eyes. I think he was possessed. Hmm. Don't know. All right. Why don't we Why don't we put him in the back room here since it's inaccessible to the cultists? Should we take the items with us? Yeah, I think he. I think that's what he wants us to do. <laughs> hey, Father Pegasus, do you want us to take the items with us? That's what I was asking before, and he <laughs> said like that might be best or something. I mean, he he's like struggling to like get up and still walk some more, and he just kind of you know agrees that he's not necessarily in the shape right now to go out and perform the ceremony to you know reconsecrate the ground if it has been tainted. Which is, you know, why he's adamantly urging if Aoife would take up the cause. If not, he could attempt to do it himself, but it would be, you know, some time to do so. Ugh. All right. You know what? Why don't you just uh, run run me through what I need to do? Because I, I'm, I will admit I am inexperienced. I've never re-consecrated Holy Ground. I mean, all he tells you that you have to do is to take the hymnal book and take the reliquary and... You have to then go into the uh, into the graveyard, possibly in a central location, and then utter a prayer for purifying the land. And you know, for game-wise, uh, expend one of your channel divinities. Okay. And you know, you utter a prayer to Lady Grianne or Lord Biakt, one of your choices. If you feel that possibly saying a prayer to your goddess would be preferable, if it would possibly still have the same type of good aligned effect, I am sure they would understand. Okay, yeah. And, yeah, and you get a, I, I and you gotta, you gotta maintain concentration on that for at least like three or four rounds. Alright, well I, I got three guys here. They they got my back. I think we can handle this. Maybe. Okay. While she's doing that, Lemmy's gonna slip back inside and go over to the little room on the left and quietly wrap that spear up. <laughs> uh, he's like taking it for her later if it becomes necessary that like we need that spear. Okay. So you uh, you grab the spear. It has that uh, leaf shaped blade up at the top for the tip. So he's like he's like wrapped. It's like wrapped up. He makes it try and look you know quarter staffy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Gee, Lemmy, where did you get that strangely wrapped quarterstaff all of a sudden? <laughs> Why is that it so... That you can't hide because yeah. it's twice as tall as you. <laughs> I got it on Etsy. If I see Lemmy with it, I will offer to bind it with my quarterstaffs so that okay. it's not as noticeable. With, right, uh, gonna... give me Sorry, Lemmy, give me your uh, passive perception. Uh, I think it's 17. Okay. So as you're coming out and you're kind of like, you know, <laughs> slightly wrapping walking now with a stick that you had not before, you see Father Pegasin kind of glance over and he sees you with a staff and he kind of he kind of smile. You see him smiling, kind of nodding to himself. Okay, good. I give him a wink. <laughs> nodding to himself. I knew these guys were filthy thieves. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna grab the hymnal and relic- reliquary? The, yes, the reliquary. Okay. 
which is shaped like a little tree. Does it, just out of curiosity, does it bear any resemblance to any of the trees in that cool, like, little bonsai room? Uh, somewhat. I mean, it's more of, like, a ceremonial kind of tree that is uh, that is going along with, you know, yeah, like ones that are found within, you know, Lady Grianne's and Lord Biak's uh, little mini forest in there. Oh, but, like, it doesn't match one specific tree or anything? No, not really. It's just more ornate. I still feel like there's something weird about that room. That's why I was kind of curious. Oh, I mean, it It has its own little uh, item. It was a bell, right? Uh, yeah, it was a bell. Oh, I'm, I'm not going to take it. He already jingled it. Oh, I was going to ask, ask Father uh, Payson about it. Oh, go for it. Like, Father Payson, what can you tell us about this bell? We know the importance of the spear, but what does the bell have to do with it? Oh, and so he, he kind of looks over at you and he, he says that to hear the ring of that you know precious metal it will allow protection from those who are dark of heart and nature and who normally wielded that bell oh it was uh, it was lord biox when, do you uh, think we could use this item do you think it could help in what we're trying to do he said it would more than likely greatly help yes and he kind of he chuckles to himself and he says i myself was actually heading over there to get it before i was attacked <laughs> I wonder if it would have protected you. He said, it, it, it is a high probability. <laughs> <laughs> and he kind of chuckles and coughs and a you know, little blood. <laughs> Lung flops out, has to scoop it back in. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'll, I'd like to take the bell then. So you uh, you head back over to the shrine. You you know go in, you get the bell. He, uh, he informs you that the bell itself has uh, so many uses per day. It, uh, it regains them at dawn. And, uh, however, beware that if you were to use all of the uses of the bell, there is a, a chance that the bell could crack. And if the bell becomes cracked, it is no longer magical. How many uses does it have per day? So he kind of walks over and he looks at it and he says, like, if no one has touched it. And he kind of examines it and he notices, like, you almost like see uh, there's like seven kind of little swirls. And so he says, this has seven uses. Because I think Theranor did did ring it earlier, didn't he? Because there was like a whole like, oh, you feel at peace sort of thing. And I was going to steal it, but then I thought, no, I'll actually not be a douchebag for once. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it has six, six swirls. So five, effectively. No, 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 no. It has seven, but Theranor did ring it. I mean, f- I mean, five for the rest of the day because we don't want to use all six yes, that are left. Well, there, yes. yeah, you don't. I mean, there, there is a chance that it's a, it could break, but not a hundred percent. Okay. Does um, Father Pegasus know how long? I, trying to figure out how to do this without being metagamey. I'm assuming it's something along the lines of like protection from good and evil or, or something to that effect. But um, so does he for, know how long for it lasts? the purposes of you know the game itself, when you ring the bell, it does cast protection from evil. Okay. And it and it deal, does it to the wielder. Um, you do understand that, um, you know, with more explanation from Father Father Pegasus to say that if the last charge of the item is is you know used, you roll a d twenty on a critical failure, the bell cracks and loses all of its magical properties. Okay, that's not too bad. Five percent chance. Yeah, and it uh it regains all of its uh all of its charges at dawn. And how long does protection from good and evil start, uh, last? Well, I mean, the spell is protection from good and evil. You would just determine oh. what it would. Oh, okay. So it's a so it's a concentration spell up to ten minutes. 
Do you With have to it concentrate being an item, it? does somebody yeah. have to concentrate on it? So until the spell ends, uh, one willing creature you touch is protected against certain types of creatures. Uh, aberrations, celestials, elementals, phase, fiends, and undead. The protection grants several benefits. Creatures of those types have disadvantage on attack rolls against the target. The target can also not be charmed, frightened, or possessed by them. If the target is already charmed, frightened, possessed, or, uh, yeah, frightened, charmed, or possessed by such a creature, the target has advantage on any new saving throw against the relevant effect. So it doesn't really deter them, it just makes it harder if one of them yeah. is going to attack them. Okay. And you said it applies to whoever rings it. So y- you could ring it and put it in, you know, put the effect on yourself. Uh, that's essentially like what's going to be happening because uh, as opposed to actually casting the spell on someone, you're ringing it and thus it affects you. Gotcha. What well, said you ring it and then touch someone? Yeah, I mean, I, that would that would make sense as well. That's fine. Because I mean, that's fine. If you're trying to get somebody who's been charmed, frightened or possessed or whatever, it might not be possible to hand them the bell and have them ring it. <laughs> ring the bell. No. Scared. <laughs> I'm too <so> frightened. <laughs> My friend over here said I shouldn't do that. <laughs> My new friend. Get back here. No. No, don't ring the bell. Ring the bell. No, don't ring the bell. The bell. All right. So uh, what are we doing? Going oh, out to right. the graveyard? Let's, yeah, let's try yeah. to get you through this ceremony. Uh, but we need to watch out for... Um, that guy that blasted uh, our friend Father Pegasus in here. Ah, uh, yes. I'm sure he's lurking outside. I don't know, there, he just kind of uh, left. There is a possibility. Donnie, could you possibly scout around? Yeah, I'll do that. I will sneakily reconnoiter the building. That's not great. That's a 15. Okay, so you're going to venture... Oh, I said venture. Ha <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> 25 XP for everybody. I'm going to mosey. Uh, inspiration for everybody. <laughs> I'm going to quietly mosey around the building. Okay, so you go around the building, and what you are seeing, Donnie, outside, you see essentially two groups of, I guess, what you could call people, but they are frantically digging at the dirt. There's people in robes uttering some weird chants, and, you know, once one of the chants stops, you see just this hand jut up through the dirt and start to, like, climb itself out. They are definitely raising some dead outside. I should probably report this to the group, so I'm going to sneak back and let them know that uh, uh, apparently we're consecrating the wrong spot. Well, well I mean, yeah, you, you, you definitely wouldn't consecrate inside the church. You'd have to... Oh, I, thought we were, I thought we were already, like, outside in the graveyard. Oh, no, I didn't think anybody had moved outside yet. I thought Ethan was already, like, doing all that. No, 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 we're still no, no, we're no. still inside trying to figure out what we're doing. Okay, so I come back inside and let you guys know that uh, we're a little too late to consecrate the graveyard. Well, no, I mean, you can go back outside and you can still consecrate the ground. You would just have a little more difficulty doing it. Okay. Being that there's undead and all. <laughs> yeah. And they'd probably uh, take issue with us consecrating the graveyard that they're trying to raise from. We should probably interrupt them so they don't keep getting more undead. Yeah. The longer we wait, the more enemies we have to fight. Let's go. I uh, I get my rapier out. You go. You uh, come outside, <laughs> and you definitely see some rather shady figures trying to raise some undead. And what do you do? Uh, well, for initiative. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> we stop them. 
<laughs> I mean, do you do you draw attention to yourselves? Do you? I mean, uh, like, like there's they're pretty. They seem pretty focused. Like they're not they're not really paying any heed to anything because they can't necessarily see. I mean, maybe this guy and this guy, but and they're a little this, bit they're a little bit far off. This has worked for me pretty well lately. Um, Pox shoots them. <laughs> Question answer. Um, I I have <laughs> since like episode three. I have an inspiration point. Uh, like in, in some games, you announce that you're using it before and you get advantage. Is that how this works, or do I do it after I roll to like roll again, or how, how does how does so inspiration point work? So you would need to uh, declare that you're using the inspiration point beforehand. Okay, that's what I was wanting to know. Uh, I'm going to use my inspiration point to try and sneak up on. The closest guy with the robe. Okay, so the closest guy to you would be the gentleman that is a little bit down south from your position and yeah. around the corner who seems to be, you know, one of the, you know, overseers. So that's a 13. Okay, a 19 on my stealth roll. Oh, no, Donnie, like the, you're you are the shadow. <laughs> you are the shadow. You are the mist. You are the dew on the grass blades. Man, I should get advantage on every roll for the rest of the combat. <laughs> so you sneak up behind the gentleman. Okay. And what are your, what's your action? Uh, I'd like to kill him. Okay. Well, <laughs> by all means, take a stab. Okay. So I actually do have advantage because this is a sneak attack. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So that's not great. That's an 11. Oh, 11 is the best I can do. Okay, so for this individual, you actually do hit him on 11. He's just wearing robes, I guess. On 11. Wow, lucky break. Okay, so that's going to be 20 damage. Wow. You take your daggers and you, or your dagger, and you, or is it your rapier? Rapier. Okay, as they are performing their little ceremony and trying to, like, raise the dead, you know, this guy is in the middle of his chant, and then there's just this blade that just rips through his chest, immediately stopping the ceremony. And as you pull it out, he falls to the ground right in front of you, and all of their eyes turn right on you. That's okay. I'm invincible. Well, <laughs> we'll see how invincible you are. <laughs> yeah. Roll for initiative. Eight. Nine for me. 19 for me. Alright, so Thomas is up there. Donnie is right above. Juju with her. That sucks. I'm going to use real dice from now on. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, so it is Thomas and then everybody else. Donnie, Jordan, and Juju. (laughs) Alright. Get out your Yondu arrow and kill them all. So which one died? The one that's right. The red, one, the, the one that is one? directly in front of Donnie, which is a little bit south of the chapel, uh, in front of those particular gravestones, the two open graves, and Juju is not around the corner to see just yet. But okay, okay. We'll I'm going to move a little bit to get okay. better line of sight, and with my bonus action, I'm going to cast hunt. No, the cultists are in red. The cultists are in red, so you have. Uh, one cultist here, which is uh, about 20 feet from the one that uh, Lemmy had killed. You have one that is further off to your right, that is near one open grave. And you do recognize a lot of the undead that are here. So you can recognize that there are two ghouls 
and there are a total of five zombies. Okay. I'm going to cast Hunter's Mark on the other cultist near the multiple bodies. Okay. So the one that's near uh, Donnie? Yep, that one. Okay. And I'm going to attack. Oh, come on. <gasps> Oof. Natty one. Ba -ba -ba ba -ba -ba <laughs> I think it's time for a critical fail chart. <laughs> Are we using those now? Oh, yeah. I love fumble charts. Bet you do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Pac, since it is your critical fail, could you give me a D100 roll? Here we go, 67. With your roll of 67, your arrow flies and ricochets and... For some reason, bounces off a gravestone, hits the corner of the building, and just like splinters. And the you know the the wood from the arrow just kind of like distracts everyone. It even hits a light, you know, drops glass goes everywhere. So everyone is a little bit distracted for one round. So you all have disadvantage for Jesus. your next for your next attack. Ooh. Just us or the cultists as well? No, nah, it's you and your allies. Oh, pshaw! Just for attacks. Just for attacks. So now that that sorry guys, there. I got a bit ahead of myself. <laughs> <laughs> the cultist Thomas tried to attack right below Lemmy's new freshly dead corpse in front of him. Stares at all of you, and he just kind of you know whispers in a louder tone of like non-believers will be purified, and he points his hand over to you, Pock, and uh, the undead start to uh, turn and try to uh, head your way. So one of the zombies kind of just walks and actually moves right past you, Do uh, Donnie. Hmm. Completely ignoring you. I'm going to not take an attack of opportunity since it would be a disadvantage. All right, so this one makes it over to these gravestones. This one climbs its way out of its, you know, newly fresh grave and is able, well, not grow, but um, is able <laughs> to <laughs> make it over right next to you, Donnie. It's the body of Reed Richards. <laughs> so a lot of them are basically, they're not going to be able to get over there and attack you, but they are trying to move over to get in your direction. So slowly and surely, as the undead do, they are making their way. This cultist decides to run over to some fresh graves and starts to do a little uh, bit more of a chant, seeing that this possibly needs a bit more... Uh, a bit more attention. And Donnie, it is your turn. You are technically surrounded on your backside by two undead. But they're not, they don't seem to be paying me any attention. No, no, they're not bothering you at all. <laughs> I'm going to cast, since it's not going to do me any good to attack this turn, I'm going to cast True Strike on this cultist down here. Okay. And then I'm going to go get right up in his face. He sees you coming at him and he just, he just kind of smiles. And he, and he says, <laughs> a tasty morsel. Oh, I'm going to give him a Glasgow on my next turn. <laughs> Jordan, Mr. Theranor, um, you're, uh, you're go, sir. Hot diggity. Uh, Theranor is going to chuck a magic missile at uh, this guy chanting over here. Um, nice. Cut him off before he does anything. How many of these do I get? Three. Yeah, three. All right, so uh, that would be ten damage total. You know, he gets plummeted with the force energy and it almost like knocks him over and he has to like regroup himself. But you actually interrupted uh, his chant. So he's actually having to start over. Yay. Nice. And then 
Hmm. I think, is there anything... Well, I don't know if there really would be anything good. I was going to say, is there anything I can kind of take cover behind? Um, but, eh, disregard, I'll just stay there. Aoife, what are we doing? I am... Am I, like, partially behind cover by those stairs? Kind of, if you were to duck down behind them. But, I mean, they're not, like, you know, really, really tall stairs. I'm actually going to move closer. Mm-hmm. Just a little bit. Yeah. There. And, uh... I'm going to use my cantrip Sacred Flame on this guy, and it's not an attack, so I don't get disadvantage. And he has to make a dexterity saving throw. This this school? Yeah. That's not bad. Oh, well, that's kind of bad. How does an eight, <laughs> how does an eight hit you? I, you know what? For a ghoul to have a plus two to his dex, I was kind of impressed That's for impressive. It. Yeah, so. Yeah. No, not even close. All right, so I'll roll for damage, and it's a... Do I add anything to that? Yes, uh... No, I don't. It's just three radiant damage. Okay. Eh. You gotta whack stuff with that mace of yours. Yeah, well, we'll see if they come over here. All right, so back to the top of the round. Pock, what are we doing? I am going to enact Guardian Soul. Okay. As a bonus action. And Guardian Soul does what? That's the where I turn into a large tree-like person covered in leaves and bark, and I become large, I can't move more than five feet, my reach is increased by five feet, and I gain temporary hit points every round. Nice. Wow. <laughs> okay. So, giving up the Hunter's Mark in order to do this, I, I think this this will be fun. I don't think I have to give up the Hunter's Mark. The Hunter's Mark stays active. Isn't Hunter's, isn't Hunter's Mark concentration? Yeah, but this isn't another concentration spell. This is oh. just a... Uh, I would figure, like, Casting another spell would break the concentration for no the spell only that you're other concentrate only other concentration spells do that. Gotcha. Well, you are a uh, you're a big tree essentially. I, and every round I gain half. Uh, I gain temporary hit points equal to half of my ranger level, so I gain one hit point per level or per turn. Wow, that's empty. Um, and then I fire on the dude I missed before. Hopefully, you don't hit Lemmy. No, I'm going to say you don't hit Lemmy. <laughs> Yeah. Well, he's firing like all the way on the guy on the right. So right? no, yeah. I, no, oh, the I, one right in front of you. No, yeah, he was uh, firing. I've got true strike. Like I'm ready to. But like my hunter's mark was already on him. Ah, uh, <laughs> uh, and I just not true strike works. I just net twentyed him. Uh, <laughs> so I went from critical miss to a critical hit. Wait, are are you at disadvantage on this roll though? Um, if, you, if you're firing into a melee, mine's starting the next round. It's I don't know. That's true. No, I mean from from that critical. Yeah, but it was until my next turn, right? It was oh, okay. two rounds. Was it two rounds? Okay, then yes, I am. Let me roll again. Fuck me! Oh my lord! <laughs> the heck! A twenty and a one. What's up with these fucking dice? <laughs> <laughs> Thomas, would you roll another one d hundred for me, please? I can definitely do that. It's already on my last ten rolls. <laughs> Three. Three. Please give me a deck save, or you immediately fall prone. Which I don't know how you're doing that as a tree. 23. Oh, you're fine. <laughs> you're good. I get a plus six to that, so. Oh, yeah, I think you're, I think you're, uh, I think you're just fine. Okay, well, now we have the uh, cultists and the undead. They're coming for you. This ghoul is going to try and uh, rush you as he is going to, uh, he's going to try and claw you. Does a 16 hit you? It does. Okay, so you take three points of damage from his claws. Okay. Claw, 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 claw. 
This zombie is going to come over and also try to uh, to slam you with his big old hands. Slam. I'm assuming a 10 does not hit you. That misses. Okay, so the slam misses. This one, this one's going to try to hit you as well. Another slam attack. 11. Misses. Okay. Come on and slam. (laughs) Oh my goodness, they just... This one's They're just it's, it's, it's just double moving on you, uh, Theranor. It's just coming up to you. There. This one, this one's gonna try and make its way over as well. Okay, now the cultist staring down at Lemmy. He's gonna. He smiles bright as he outstretches his hand right in front of you, and he utters some type of like you may recognize it as you know dark magical words. Theranor, you're. Uh, the back of you know the hair on the back of your neck is starting to tingle a bit. You don't. Does this provoke? Oh yeah, it would provoke. Okay. He's about to he's about to cast a spell on you. Okay. <laughs> he goes right ahead and does it. Okay. <laughs> so I'm assuming an 18 hits you, and he kind of just he you know the beam grazes your shoulder for three damage. Okay. Is it another eldritch blast? It is another eldritch blast. Ah. And this one is going to continue to uh, you know restart his chant, because he can see that uh, things might get a little hairy now that someone turned into a tree. <laughs> <laughs> so, Donnie, it is your turn. I'm gonna try and uh, ventilate this guy. Speed Do you have holes. true strike? So that is a 13, or uh, we'll go with the 16. The 16 does hit. Okay, 6 plus 9, 15. 15 damage, sir. 50. But he's still up. He does not look happy, though. <laughs> Definitely not happy. All right. Jordan, Mr. Theranor, um, you have some undead in front of you. They don't look a uh, little... They look ripe. <laughs> um, the the cultist that I was shooting at, uh, how wounded does he appear to be? I mean, he's not, he's not dying, but he definitely looks like he had to take a breather for a moment. Gotcha. Okay. Um, Maybe pop his shoulder back into place. Is it possible that I could do a check to see like what kind of uh, what kind of spell they're using to resurrect people? Like, would I know how long it, it would take him uh, to do so? Yeah, I would. I would probably say definitely an Arcana check, trying to investigate, see exactly what it is. Um, eh, eh, thirteen. I mean, it's uh, it's necromancy in nature. It could possibly be raised dead, but you're not a hundred percent sure. Gotcha. So I'm not certain really how long it would take him to do it. Right. Okay. Um, in that case, then I guess I'm just going to have to assume it might be next round. So, um, as a bonus action, I'm going to use Misty Step to kind of get myself out of this predorkament. Mmm. Yeah, I finally used it. And then I'm going to... Uh, what a better way to use it, though. Yeah. Well, it's not a bad way to get out of combat. <laughs> um, I'm going to cast Magic Missile at second level and add an extra dart. Okay. I just got dead. I'm dead. So, that'll be four darts. Oh my lord. Um, I rolled ones on all of them. <laughs> so four damage? Uh, eight damage, because it's 1d, uh, 1d4 plus one. Okay. This is not our best combat. <laughs> Cat, he, he's got to catch his breath. He, you know, staggers almost to the ground and pulls himself back up, and he just gives you this evil glare, and you know that, again, you just interrupted, you know, his uh, his time. That's all I can nice. do. <laughs> 
Well, he's already taken, what, 18 damage from your magic missiles? He's got to be uh, super 20. close to dead. He's, uh, he's getting there. I mean, he looks he looks pretty bad now. So, Miss Aoife, got a lot of creatures in front of you. Yeah, I'm going to yell to Pock. Hey, how are you holding up, Mr. Tree? I'm not looking too bad yet, Aoife. Let's clear this place out. All right. We, we need to leave. <laughs> yeah, I'll make br- like a tree and leave. Pock is branching out into new things. I'm stumped for new ideas. Yes! I guess his bark is worse than his bite. Yes! Pundits! Pundits! <laughs> Gotta have our puns at least once an episode. Of course. What a sap. Oh. <laughs> gold. Pure gold. Jokes are right, the root Eva. of the problem. Yes, it is, keeps going. This is Pock going to survive this? Maple, he will. Oh. Maple, he won't. <laughs> and see you guys what next week. That's elm. it. <laughs> this is great. Okay, if there's no further puns, I will proceed. I make no promises. Yeah, they're getting pretty R boring. <laughs> <laughs> uh, stretch. Go on, right. go on, Aoife. Kick his ass. <laughs> I, I'm gonna <laughs> step step up a little bit right so I can get next to these two. Just um, for you, Drew. Birch, please. And yes! I'm gonna. S- <laughs> All these puns are turning me into a weeping willow. <laughs> I love this game. <laughs> All right. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna you're, smack this one. You're attacking this guy. the ghoul that was next to Theranor, but he uh, he left you alone. So, yeah, I'm gonna use my mace and I'm gonna use a real dice. You use yes. that real dice. Uh, twenty, dirty 20. twenty. Oh, yeah, no, you you definitely hit. Yeah. Oh, I didn't get my D6 out yet. There we go. Six points of damage. Okay. And as a bonus action... Yes? I'm going to cast um, Spiritual Weapon on him as well. Sweet, which is also a dirty 20. Uh, you hit. Great. Do you have a, do you have a favorite form for your Spiritual Weapon? Um, it looks like a big... It looks like my mace, but just bigger and more menacing. Okay. A little more ornate, maybe, with some, like, leaves. Rubber chicken. Like, some Celtic patterns in the handle. I like it. All right, so here's my damage. Um, so that's eight. Dam- eight damage. Eight damage, and then as a as a bonus, I can move it um, up to 20 feet and repeat the attack on a creature within five that feet of it. within so, five feet. So I'm getting this other guy. All right. So here's my second, at- second attack roll. Oh, my gosh. It's a nat 20. I love this dice. Woo! Thank you, Skull Splitter. Okie day. Would you uh would you possibly like for a uh, a critical hit chart or would you like to just uh, take double damage? I'll do the the hit chart, sure. So what I would like from you is a D20, please. Alright. Rolling well again, it's a 14. A 14. Rocked and rolled. Roll damage dice twice and add them together. Push the creature up to 15 feet away, and the creature is then knocked prone. <laughs> Nice. Just like slap him right over by me. I missed a step away to get away from it. You're just going like, <laughs> yeah. here you go. Sorry, you said two um, of my damage rolls. Right. So you're going to roll the die, roll the damage dice twice, and then add mm-hmm. them together, and then then you're also pushing the creature up to 15 feet away, and the uh, creature is then knocked prone. That's 14 total. Okay. Is this a hole? That isn't that that is an open grave. So yeah. With nat you twenty, your spirit, your spiritual weapon that you know kind of floated over here, pounded this zombie. Not only did it 
fly backwards, but then it also fell down into the open grave. <laughs> Quick, Where let me belongs. join me. Mage hand the dirt back in. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And then we'll do like a Mage hand Top Gun high five. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful turn by Miss Aoife. Thomas. Can I delay my turn until after Donnie? Okay. Hold action. You can't just move the hunter's mark. No, not until. You have to wait until it expires. Okay. If you are holding your action, we have some creatures that may want to deal with uh, some of you. Aoife, the ghoul that is in front of you is going to try and bite you. Mm -hmm. Does a 15 hit you for a bite? Nope. This zombie is going to try and come up and uh, make a slam at you. Another 15 also fails. I know that from three seconds ago. (laughs) 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 This uh, zombie that was, you know, walking past Lemmy and completely ignoring him, seeing all the commotion come at your direction, Aoife, also tries to make a slam with a nat 20. Yeah. So the nat 20 is going to also have same critical hit chart. Take a seat. I'm going to roll damage twice and add them together, and then you are knocked prone. Oh. So, with the damage that was dealt, though, you are... So that was two damage. We'll take this next one. So six damage, and you are uh, you're knocked prone. You actually you just trip over this little mound of dirt, and you fall, you fall down right there. Okay. So. It's been a very crit-heavy uh, combat. I know. There's been a <laughs> lot of crits. It's, Either it's, direction, too. It's, it's a crit nice. storm out here. It's such a crit <laughs> storm. <laughs> Calls for chances of badassery and death. All right. This uh, zombie that was standing next to the corpse that Lemmy, you know, left on the ground a little while ago starts to uh, make his way little bit towards more the action in the center of the area, which unfortunately is where Pock is. This ghoul that is standing in front of you is going to, uh, again, try to claw at you. Okay. Pock. <laughs> that 18 almost. <laughs> <laughs> so seven misses you, definitely. The zombie that is still here is going to make a slam attack at you. I assume a 14 is a miss. Yep. Fantastic. Now we have this cultist who is definitely getting a little bit irritated and decides to make his way over to Theranor for an attack. Bring it. Swings at you. Yeah, that's So a, hit. a 20 hits you. You take six damage from the blade, attacking you with his scimitar. Owie. Owie. And once again, Donnie, the cultist standing in front of you, he notices that you didn't really like him taking a taking a you know a spell attack at you but he's gonna go for it again which gives you another attack of opportunity all right uh that's a 14 a 14 hits sir nice that's a 1d8 plus three five damage he cackles a bit more and fires an eldritch blast at you which misses yeah i i don't even move I just stare at him as it goes wide. at you and it's like, what? How? You're right As it goes wide. (laughs) It's all the commotion. He's being distracted. (laughs) And now it goes to your turn, Donnie. So then we can get back to this zombie uh, stands up and then he makes his way out of the uh, grave that he was knocked into. So now everyone has gone. I'm going to try and finish this guy off. Do it to it do it. Oh yeah, that's a 16. That'll definitely hit. So I uh, 
flick the rapier around. Ooh. Oh, and ten damage. Surely he's so you, expired. You run, you run the rapier through him, and you can see the blood kind of pouring down to your hilt. But he just kind of he, he looks up at you and he smiles. He's he's look like he looks like he's in a lot of pain, but he smiles down at you, and he just kind of you know whispers in this groggy kind of voice, and he says, "This will not be my end." I say, the necromance is gone, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Thomas. Do I remember which one of these um, are the tougher type? So definitely the ghouls look rather, you know, a bit more muscly in a way uh, than the zombies. Yeah, I'll transfer my hunter's mark to the, the ghoul right in front of me. Okay. Actually, no. To the Wait, can you transfer a hunter's mark if a person's still alive? Oh, he's still alive. I thought. Oh, he uh, yeah, he's 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 still alive. Like he he looks terrible, but he's uh, he's very nearly dead. All right. I'm, wow, this guy's taking like thirty points of damage. Yeah, I'll go yes, ahead and attack him. Yes, he has. Maybe he prepared himself. Ah. I'm going to attack him. I'm done with this dude. I'm okay. Dead. Yeah. Fire away. Uh, Twenty-three. Right. Yeah, you you would hit with either one. Okay, so. 23, so I do plus 4. Uh, it's 10 plus... Oh, yeah, he's he's dead. 10 plus 9. 19 points of damage. He's, he's very, very dead. <laughs> I was very, very dumb with him. Alright, so he is dead. He is uh, on the ground, and now it uh, belongs to Mr. Theranor. You have a cultist in front of you. Yes, how dare he? I'm Swinging going to pull a sword. my dagger. Going to poke him. Poke him. Poke him dead. Poke him. That would be a 21 to hit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You hit him. No, 22. Sorry. Yes. (laughs) Still yes. (laughs) 4 plus 4. 8 damage. 8 damage brings this guy down to his knees as he slumps over dead. Yay. All right. No more ads. (laughs) That was the priority. Miss Aoife, got some undead in front of you. Right. Um, I'm going to... Just gonna hit the ghoul with my mace. Go for it. The ghoul's looking pretty bad. No, bad dice. <laughs> You're naughty, and you go to dice jail. I, hit, I did a a one. So, oh, a nat one for an attack. <sighs> Glorious. Yes. Could you give me? Could you give me a, a d100 for a, a this fumble, please? All right. Yeah, we are min-maxing our dice today. <laughs> <laughs> 48. 48. Oh, no. Don't say, oh, no. So it feels like when you swung, maybe you overextended yourself and you hear a snap in your your wrist. Oh, Oh. So you suffer disadvantage for the rest of the fight. And that's a little excessive. I was also prone. I forgot about oh, that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, you were also... Well, I mean, you can use your move action to get up. That's fine. Okay. So you, uh, you're you going to suffer disadvantage for the rest of the entire fight. Jeez. Yeah. On everything or just combat rolls? Like for on every- my spells? For for everything. Okay. Because you, you have a very broken wrist now. Yeah, you know what? Because Father Pegasin smacked me earlier, messed up my arm. This is all <laughs> his fault. <laughs> Far off in the church, you just hear, No, it's not. (laughs) 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 Forgive those who trespass against you. (laughs) You make your own luck. 
<laughs> Too bad there's no high-level cleric like in the chapel who can help turn some of this undead. <laughs> He's trying to get better. He was, he nearly died. Since we have seven undead like in front of us still. Okay. Thomas, it's back up to you. All right. I am going to now transfer my Hunter's Mark to the far ghoul, the high school, and attack. A 22 to hit? Yeah, 22 definitely hits. Okay. Um, for nine plus uh, seven, so 18 po- or 16 points of 16 damage. 16 points of damage. So you're, you're targeting the one that's near Aoife? Yep. Okay, so you take that ghoul down. It slumps right in front of you, Aoife. It's tongue hanging out, a little bit of goop, possibly some, you know, corroded blood right out of its face. Aoife, this last zombie is going to try and make it a slam on you. 18? Yep, that's my armor class. Four damage. Right. And it's Donnie's turn. Okay, I'm going to move here. And cast True Strike on this ghoul. Okay. That's all I got. <laughs> Mr. Theranor, you have a zombie next to you. Yes, I believe I will poke him with my pointy stick again. Poke him with the pointy uh, stick. That would be another 22 to hit. Uh, 22 does hit. Hooray. And ugh, damage is 5. Oh, well, damage kills him. Oh. Uh, again. Hooray! <laughs> Theranor just looks at his dagger and is like, what the heck is up with this thing? <laughs> you have three zombies left and one ghoul. Miss Aoife. I see four zombies. Oh, sorry. Four. I didn't I didn't look at the one next to Aoife. Okay. Um, I'm going to cast Sacred Flame on this one right in front of me. Ooh. So make a dex saving throw. <laughs> this should be entertaining. Five. <laughs> <laughs> nope. All right. It's, uh, he gets a negative two. Five radiant damage. Okay. I can make two attacks, right? Well, that was a spell. I can make yeah, an attack. But isn't so. your spiritual weapon still out? Uh, it has no. a duration of a minute. It has a duration of a minute, and you used it. Oh my it gosh! Last turn, like it's it still good. Does. Yeah. So I'm mm. stupid. No, you're not stupid. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> a little, a little stupid. It's a new I'm spell. Stupid. It's just like floating there, like well. Uh, you could use me as a bonus action, but you know. <laughs> it's like just uh, just here if you want to use me. I'll just stand by then. <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah, think she should have made you. it in the form of a book on fire. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but I have disadvantage, so that sucks. My first roll was not great. The the disadvantage is over, yeah, isn't it? So no, I have disadvantage for the rest All of from the, your, yeah, the yeah until oh, like until initiative. she's until she's healed. Yeah, I forgot about the broken. Uh, yes. Does a ten? Hit? A ten. A ten will hit. Oh, whew, thank goodness! The bad roll. One d eight plus three. Uh, six damage. All right, he's he's looking a little uh, a little bad. All right, and I can he actually. He's looking great to begin with, though. <laughs> he is a zombie. Too, touche. So I can actually uh, move the weapon again since it hit the first time. Yes, so, you can. So I'll I'll get the guy adjacent to him. Okay. At disadvantage. Does the spiritual weapon get disadvantage? It's an nope. attack. Nope. But it's not you doing it. But it's not it. her doing it. It doesn't have a broken wrist. <laughs> oh, okay. So it, I didn't... It doesn't have a wrist at all. Because it's more of like a spell attack than a... It is a spell attack. Yeah, so it's, it's not a melee attack. So I don't get disadvantage on it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, 23 to hit the uh, other guy. Oh, yeah. 
All right, cool. D it again. Ugh, four. Four, four damage. damage. That's that's fine. Yes. Father Pegasus will like kind of mosey himself out. <laughs> he ventures. And yeah, he will. I'm not gonna say it. <laughs> <laughs> and he'll uh, he'll walk over here, and he's going to uh, utter some words, and his mace starts to glow and he just brings it down on top of this ghoul here. Oh, man. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is zombie here. <laughs> oh, man. Is that the one you have tools true strike on? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's right. I forgot. I forgot that you had true strike. So he's going to bring it. Well, he, he doesn't know that, though. Huh? I know he doesn't uh, know he doesn't that, know but I don't want to take that away from you. You should. That's amusing. <laughs> Good television. All right, so he definitely hits this zombie. He just, like, cracks it across the skull, jaw hanging out. I mean, it's it's like trying to barely stand up. It looks terrible. And uh, he kind of, he looks around and he says, and he's all like, we must win. And it's back up to Thomas. Okay, I'm going to shoot the one next to you. I'm going to move my hunter mark to the one next to Aoife and take a shot at, at disadvantage. A dirty 20 does just fine. Okay, and that's 11 plus 9, 20 points of damage. Nice. Yeah, it's dead. (laughs) It crumbles to the ground. It's more dead. Okay. Well, uh, very few to try and uh, make things go a little bit better. This zombie will try and make an attack on Father Pegasus, who decided to hit him in the face. He actually hits on the dot, <laughs> dealing four damage to Father Pegasus, who kind of like stumbles back, not looking, not not looking great, but uh, he's there. So the other one is going to try and uh, claw Pock one more time. The ghoul in front of you, sixteen. That hits. Oh, six damage. Okay. Zombie is gonna walk past you. You can get a free attack on him. He just have a melee weapon equipped. Yeah. Oh, that's right. He doesn't. So he'll make his way over to tree branch. (laughs) He makes his way over to uh, Theranor to try and take a slam. He misses this last zombie in front of you. Pock will take a slam. Nope. Nope. Sixteen. So another five damage to you. To me. Yes, sir. And then it goes to Donnie. Okay. Gonna move in behind the ghoul. And okay, that's a sixteen. Or yeah, we'll take the (laughs) sixteen. Yeah. A four plus five, nine damage. Nine damage to the ghoul. Yeah. Okay. Two ones on three dice. Hey, it happens. It happens. It's okay. <laughs> oh, remember that magic missile? I threw four ones. <laughs> he's, he's, yeah. he's plugging away. He's plugging away. It's okay. Okay. After Donnie, we have... Stick the magic dagger out again. And I just rolled another 22. I have rolled three 22s in a row. Yeah, you're, you're good. Kind of weird. Um... That cocked eye. Uh, seven damage. Still up. Still looking pretty uh, pretty okay. I mean, for a zombie, that is. Miss Aoife. I'm going to cast uh, Sacred Flame on the, the undead zombie right here. Okay. The dex saving. Oh, maybe he'll uh, maybe he'll do well on the dex saving throw. I, uh, <laughs> no. I, doubt, I doubt he will, but you never know. No, an eight? No. Okay. There's always not, a chance. Not beat. All right, so that is... Oh, come on. One one radiant damage. One sparkly radiant 
Yeah, and I put this dice away too. Uh, and then what round are we on? Like no. for the entirety it, of the it fight? It hasn't been 10. Yeah, yeah. because I, I cast my spiritual weapon like the first round? Second round, maybe? Yeah, so it, kind of, it, and it lasts a whole minute. It, def- it has not been 10 rounds. It might be like at six or seven, but it hasn't been 10 rounds. Sweet, then I will use it again. Okay. Um, which uh, which zombie would you... Oh, it would definitely have to probably be the zombie in front of Pegasus. Yeah, it just makes sense. Yep. Okay. Plug away. The 14. 14 does hit. Great. Let's try this new D8. Ah, oh, much better. Uh, 7. Oh, yes. Crack him over the head. He goes down and he is gone. All right. And then I'll move it um, five feet to the ghoul. Okay. Take my second attempt here. All right, this dice is going away. <laughs> you don't have any dice left. What was the yeah, attack? What was the attack? I got like three sets. One. Oh, a net. Oh, yeah. It just it just fails. Okay. The end of the round. Father Pegasus. He looks around and he, you know, he's kind of like clutching at his chest. You know, you can see some some dampness of blood, you know, coming through his tunic. But he looks around and he, you know, utters some words and his hands glow bright and you see this bright flash of light come from his hands and everyone can everyone can heal 11 damage wow nice nice wonderful i really wasn't that far down everyone can well what if we don't want to (laughs) now now casting a spell like that the ghoul is going to take a bite at him you just really want to kill father pegasus don't you it's not trying to kill him it's (laughs) trying to it's not trying to uh 16 oh i think it just did though 16 did hit him and father pegasus takes 14 damage and falls to the ground. <laughs> and uh, he's going to make a, uh, a death saving throw. <laughs> did um, did he not gain the 11 hit points or was no. he so low that it... No, he oh. didn't. Well, no, no, no. It's, uh, it's not him. It was you guys. <laughs> it's not you. It's me. So that's Max one damage. failure. And oh, now gosh. it's up to uh, Thomas. Who really wants to kill him? I'm not trying to kill him. Mm-hmm. I, I don't have an active okay, trait. Okay, I'll shoot the ghoul that just attacked Father Pegasus. Yeah. And I'll take go, go, go. Advantage. Uh, 22. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're you're fine. <laughs> For... He's dead, Thomas. He's dead. Okay. <laughs> he's, he's, 15 points he's of dead. damage. Yeah, he's, he's stop dead. Stop it, stop it. He's already dead. <laughs> <laughs> Even if I'd had true strike, I, I'm gonna try and stabilize okay. the uh, priest. Okay, so that'll be your turn. Well, the, the other zombies. Right, I know. Go like after their me. after their turn, that's you know what you're gonna. Yeah. Okay. So this zombie is going to uh, make a slam attack at Pock. Nope, misses. This one will make another attack on Theranor. Nope, uh, misses. And now goes to Donnie to try and uh, treat. Father Pengason on the ground, dying, dying. Okay, so medicine's not my strongest skill. Rosemary. That's going to be a 13. So uh, a medicine check of 13, actually, it, it will it will stabilize him. Okay, all right. Yeah, so he's uh, he's just unconscious now. Bust out the rosemary. <laughs> Packing it in. The medicinal rosemary. Yeah, medicinal rosemary. All right, that's my turn. Okay, Theranor. Nambi. I'm actually going to cast Chill Touch. Oh, hello, Nat 20. Did you want a D20 for the crit? Uh, uh, percentile, please. Fine. There, sorry, couldn't find my D10. Uh, no, 47. 47 for your attack. Uh, in addition to the normal damage that is being dealt, your target is blinded until the end huh. of your next turn. 
<laughs> yeah, so just regular damage, not double, correct? Yeah. Okay, so that damage. would be five damage. And in addition to the blinding, it can't regen hit points, and it is at disadvantage if it tries to make attack rolls against me. So now is it at, like, double disadvantage? <laughs> Well, the two negatives actually cancel out. It actually gets yeah. a bonus. <laughs> bonus. It's not an advantage. Yeah. Okay. So, you have, you know, he's been blinded by the light. Miss Aoife, it is I still your, it is now back to your turn. Great. Um, I'm going to do a sacred flame on this guy. I think my okay. range is that far. Yeah, you're fine. Yeah. You're not impeded by anything. Father Pegasus on the ground and Lemmy is short. <laughs> All right. So, deck saving throw. Okay, that's... Hopefully he can actually make a deck saving throw with a 10. <gasps> oh, 16! 16! He is a oh. dexterous, dexterous zombie. That's the corpse of Fred Astaire. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, if my, if my spiritual weapon's still active, I'm going to try that instead. That's fine. Spiritual weapon can like float over and take a, take a pounding on him. 21. That is a hit. Nice. Um, that's nine points of spiritual damage. All right, nine points of spiritual damage. The zombie doesn't, uh, it doesn't look too good. I don't think it looked good to begin with, though. (laughs) (laughs) A little bit. Hey, hey, don't be, (laughs) don't be zombies. Nine points of spiritual damage. He's questioning if he should even be here. (laughs) What does it all mean? What does it all mean? Why am I here? Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. So, Father Pickinson's on the ground. He is stabilized. Thomas, Mr. Pock, back to you. I'm going to go for the little uh, dude down below me. Okay. Zombie has just taken a spiritual weapon to the this face. Is a 26 rolling, of them. rolling double 18. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you're Second 18 time hits. You've the same number. <laughs> right, two two rolls in a row. He rolled the same. You've never rolled better than when you're on, like under disadvantage. <laughs> uh, eight plus. He's dead, Thomas. He's dead. <laughs> <laughs> Stop counting. <laughs> uh, good job. Last zombie, front of Theranor. 15? Uh, well, no, you're at disadvantage, disadvantage anyway, but you still must. Oh, that's right. Blind. I am at disadvantage. Let's, let's try that again. So 15 like double, or... Double, triple disadvantage. Or an 8. Neither. Okay. So neither of them hit. And it's like wailing around blindly, obviously. It's like... So if he's blind, do I have disadvantage? I mean, do I have advantage on him? So a blinded creature can't see and automatically fails any ability checks that require sight. And attack rolls against the creature have advantage. Oh, okay. And a creature's attack rolls have disadvantage. So yes, you get advantage. Nice. All right. So let's see if I can do better than 10. Nope. No, I cannot. (laughs) Nine. (laughs) You know what's great about this? Nine hits. Well, well, t- I would have been a 10. That was my better roll. <laughs> okay, that's going to be uh, 8 plus 2d6, psh, 3, 11. He's dead. He's dead. He's nice. dead, Jim. He's dead, Jim. He's dead. Thanks for that channel. I'm back to full health. Everything's pretty rosy. Yeah. So, you're standing around an empty graveyard that is full of dead bodies, new and old, but it still feels a little bit off. All right, well, first things first, I'm going to go up to Father Pegasus and cast uh, Cure Wounds on him. All right. Oh, that sucks. I gave him four points back. Well, I mean, that's that's four points that he didn't have. <laughs> so uh, four points. He kind of flutters his eyes open, breathing starts to come back, and he just kind of looks up at you wearily, and he's just like, 
Did we? Did we win? Yes, Father. We did, oh, thanks did. to you. Uh, very good. He's like, how many times am I going to wake up today with you standing <laughs> over me? <laughs> Maybe that's why he keeps doing it. Yeah. So he'll, he he kind of looks at you and he says like, the, the prayer, did you did you consecrate the ground? Uh, yes, I'm about to do that right now. <sighs> good. Yeah, just... And he, he kind of closes his eyes again. <laughs> yeah, just, just rest. Okay. Okay. So you're going to go over, do your prayer business? Yeah, I'm going to go in the middle and I'm going to get real down on the ground, like okay. almost like prone because I like with my hands pressed against the earth. Right, right, totally. And, um, and then I have the, what's it called? The um, reliquary in one mm-hmm. hand mm-hmm. and I, I open the hymnal, the first page, uh, and I'll, I'll just start off, um, Elawana, please grant me the wisdom to do this correctly. And I'll start reading from the hymnal. All right. So you start reading from the hymnal. And as you're kind of getting into the words, getting more focused into it, uh, everyone else, you can see this nice glow about Aoife, this ambient light that just starts radiating not only from her, but also from the reliquary and also the hymn book. And it just kind of almost like floats down off of her, an intelligent mist that starts to spread around the entire graveyard. Think of like Fern Gully, like all that magic starts seeping into the roots and going into the tree and everything. And it starts doing that with the ground, the headstones. When it actually gets to the undead that were brought back out, it almost like uh, disintegrates their body. It almost like Infinity Wars them. And everything fades, everything kind of like fades down, bright flash, and then all is quiet. The cultists are still there. The undead are now gone, and the graves that were dug up seem to have been repatched up and filled. And birds are chirping now. Early morning, and everyone just feels that it's all gonna be okay. I open one eye and look around. Did I do it? I feel the change here, Aoife. This ground I is safe it. now. I actually did it. It worked. As you as you feel a bit more accomplished, you have this kind of a, a nice... Uh, happy feeling in your heart that is not only being brought on by your goddess, but you kind of, you know, look down at the reliquary, and it uh, it seems right also in your hand. You know, Lady Grianne is also very happy with you for saving the church, the cemetery, Father Pegasus, and all y'all level up to four level. Nice. Thank you for weathering the storm with us. Follow us on Facebook. Twitter, and Instagram at CritStormCast. Rate and review on Apple Podcasts, and please recommend us to your friends. Look to the horizon for more Crit Storms. In two weeks' time. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't end yet, Drew. Why not? It's an hour and six. Yeah, but we didn't start until eight minutes in. Oh, yeah. Okay, fine. <laughs> yeah. Then can we take a bathroom break? <laughs> yeah, let's take a quick bathroom break. Let's go for one thirty. That's where you usually okay, where I edit okay. from. Yeah. I was all like, if I can time this right, I can go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. You guys so. win. It's the fight's over. <laughs> uh, <go away>. <laughs> <laughs> That was even a good way to end it, too. It's like, let, we'll see how invincible you are when we come back. Okay, bye. Yeah. All right. Nice. Good open. Yes, very. 
Yeah, now the problem is we've got, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine other people. <laughs> Although, if, Donnie, if you can just kill one each round, that will. Uh, well, I'm hoping he lets me get a surprise shot off too, because I did really want to do that. I wish I had more sorcerer po- or sorcery points, because I have this darkness thing that I can do, and if I cast it using sorcery points, um, I can see through it. <laughs> yeah. Which could be quite fun, because um, I think it puts them at disadvantage it on does. saving throws and stuff so <sighs> but i only have three sorcery points and it costs two to cast what i need is yeah i need i need a couple more levels throw some darkness chuck a fireball in that'd be fun you could darkness this group over here could sing some metallica darkness imprisoning me <laughs> i was thinking more uh simon and garfunkel i will not sing simon and garfunkel i'm sorry <laughs> well then sing disturbed well, I'm I'm not going to sing anything. It's just <laughs> it, it's for our own good. <laughs> I am recording. <laughs> Step away for one minute. Okie dokie. Okie day. Uh, should have sussed it earlier, huh? Juliet says she requires sustenance. I said she should have sussed it earlier. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting. I had that corn dog, but it was not nearly enough. Well, corn dogs must be eaten in batches. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have this little. I want to make corn dogs again. It's ready. No, Drew. Do we all get a surprise attack? No. Now they know you're there. You just killed a cultist. I didn't. <laughs> the royal you, <laughs> Thomas. We all get a surprise attack. Like, I could shoot this other group. They don't know yet. (laughs) I think by now that they've heard someone die. (laughs) I mean, theoretically, they could time it so that he's shooting and they're stabbing at the same time. Mm. Oh, boy. All right. Ready to continue? Sure. Um, Just a second. I got my mouth full of food. What you eating? So what I'll do is I'll just... uh, I'll take it back from Donnie's line of saying, like, I'm invincible. And we're like, well, we'll just see how invincible you are. 